Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sustonica, the first sustainability certification for vacation rentals that audits homes on their environmentally friendly setup, installs smart measuring tools for water, gas and electricity, and offers an iPad for guests to see their real-time consumption levels. Learn more at sustonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to a special episode of the Green Path Podcast, where this podcast is all about environmental sustainability for the vacation rental industry. Sustainability is not just about the planet and the environment. This also covers human, social and economic sustainability, looking after staff, helping and giving back to the community and beyond. To quote, human sustainability focuses on the importance of anyone directly or indirectly involved in the making of products or provisions of services. Human sustainability encompasses the development of skills and human capacity to support the functions and sustainability of the organization and to promote the well-being of communities and society. Those of you who follow my Texplain series might have seen the special episode on human trafficking. In our industry, we do have to be aware that this could be happening somewhere in our businesses, for example, accommodating traffickers or within our operations. It does happen, and the first step is to be aware. But today I'm chatting with Noelia, who will talk to us about the importance of human sustainability within their company, Doin. Hello, Noelia. How are you? Hello, all good here. <laughs> well, welcome and thank you very much for your time, Noelia. So, Noelia, can you just give us a brief rundown on what does do in do? Okay, it's always got to ask what is doing, doing, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we are basically an operation center for hospitality operators and for service providers. Um, yeah, right now, more than 250 cleaning and leaning companies across these countries have become digital thanks to our operation center. That is like a hub that gathers all the clients, jobs, cleaners, planning, delivery, and dispatching it in, in a single platform with an app to communicate between the team and the clients that actually brings a visibility to the cleaner's performance. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how how did your journey on human sustainability start? What what how how did it how did you become aware of that? Well, I was living in Portugal when I found it doing, and it was actually very complicated to do things right, even for my private cleaning. Um, if we think about our industry, it was a peer-to-peer -peer thing that was using the cleaners. We were uh, helping our moms uh, for doing the, the cleaning of our vacation rental, and then it became a little bit more professional. But yeah, it's, it's not that easy sometimes to hire, it depends in which country, but uh, in a lot of the countries in Europe, it's just very, very complicated to hire someone for just a few hours. Mm -hmm. So it somehow belongs only to property managers that are quite big, uh, that already have their in-house cleaners or, or they are able to outsource to third-party companies. Mm. 
So you're saying like the bigger the company gets, like the cleaning company, the harder it is to actually know what's going on in terms of how they're looking after staff? Correct. Yeah, and still there is a long way to grow and to do things much better. Yeah. Um, It's not easy. And as a manager myself, there are a lot of things you have to do to get the people engaged. Mm. This feeling of belonging, the well down. Uh, more than you could do it better and um, mm. there are really a lot of things to do the thing is that when you are dealing with uh, salespeople, it's quite easy to analyze their return or the, uh, the, the the sales right their numbers but when we are talking about cleaners uh, it's still a very manual thing right so unless you put some technology on top of that uh, it's not that easy to get data and that's, mm. that's a little bit what we are doing bringing this visibility for the performance, for the business, uh, the cleaning companies, for example, uh, one of the charts they have is the the ROI, the, the return of the investment, how much money I'm making with with this specific cleaner. Mm. So yeah, it's all about bringing data and data also in the operational part. Mm-mm. In terms of dealing with cleaning companies or even individual cleaners, can you give us just some examples about uh, give us some examples of human sustainability? So what are the different factors? Like, I think you mentioned pay before. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of talk about sustainability and environmental. Um, um, it obviously, we, we support it and we actually promote, uh, we give preferential conditions and prioritize the services to clean, um, to green cleaning companies. We help them with the delivery, for example, and more than the 10% of the deliveries are made by bicycle, for example. But I will say that, before natural resources are depleted, we are concerned about the sustainability of our industry due to the lack of social resources. And already this summer, both hotels and property managers uh, were not able to put all the entire portfolio on the market because of the lack of people available to work in cleaning. Mm-hmm. And if there is no people available to work in the operational part because of the working conditions are not attractive, there is just not industry. It's really not sustainable, right? So yeah, we need to change something. Mm-hmm. So there, there is an, a certain aspect of human trafficking involved in getting cleaners on board. But are you saying that in terms of, um, you know, pay and benefits and things like that within a cleaning company, they're not good enough to attract people? No, nowadays it's pretty easy to get a job in front of a computer with a script, right? And during the pandemic, a lot of people from Latin America went back to their countries from the U.S. Mm. Um, and that doesn't make sense for them anymore to, to get back to working cleaning to the States. What for? If they can make money working in a call center for Europe. Mm. So, yeah, we just need to change the conditions, but not only the economical uh, part, but also the psychological part. They need to feel, I mean, it's like in any other industry, we make an, a big effort to retain the talent. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there is a lot of talent in, in the cleaning industry as well, and we need to make an effort to, to keep them there, to keep them happy if we want the sustainability of our industry. Mm. And, and how do you go about that? How do you keep your cleaners happy? Well, from my point of view, uh, with data, it's the same that I do with my team, right? If we analyze, if we get to an agreement that we are going to reach these goals and, and every week we check how far are we from these, from reaching these goals, then they, they feel they are important and we need to take in mind uh, what, what they are thinking that can be improving and ask them and copy and analyze 
why this person is doing, having a better performance and just copy and, and repeat what that person is doing. So we just need to learn from our own job. It's just nobody uh, is, is really looking to, to do this accountability in the cleaning industry. Mm-hmm. They do it more in the hotels, for example, right? They, they have these 22 minutes per room and things like that. Mm-hmm. But still, they, they also want to improve those numbers. And it's not about being almost like a robot. It's just about sometimes we can do things better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might have them already in the team. It might be already happening. We just don't know about it. So yeah, that's what we are bringing with the technology. Mm. Yes, I suppose it is really about making the cleaners part of the team. I mean, they they usually are sort of, no, they're not forgotten, but they have to understand how vital they are to the business, not just, you know, the the, the team, to the business uh, Mm. functioning well. Mm. Yeah. For example, here in Singapore, where I live now, they release uh, their master plan for 2030 to have the 40% of working in uh, people with disabilities employed by 20, uh, 2030. Uh, so that could be another choice as well. And that is also very important in the in the social part, right? Mm. Uh, you can see here plenty of riders delivering food in a mobility scooter. Uh, we know that a lot of our commercial laundry we work with, they have partnerships to work uh, with people with disabilities. So it's really a matter of having the will to make it work mm. and the data to understand that it is working otherwise it's just yeah it's too personal right yeah yeah that's that's great i like this mobility scooter for deliveries that's great yeah, yeah. yeah. can we just go back to the kpis that you said that we you have on doing for the cleaners so can you tell us what some of they some of them might be well, it's not only for the cleaners, but for the cleaning company, right? So one of the things we help them a lot, for example, is with the delivery. Um, so yeah, here, here not actually in Europe, we have a, a lot of these deliveries in, in Europe. They are done by bikes, for example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one of the KPIs we analyze is how long it takes to bring from the, the linear from this point to the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we are talking about urban, uh, we're talking about cleaning that are one hour, one hour and a half. So yeah, there's no time to do the laundry at home or things like that. We rent the linen and all the rotation of linen, linen, linen clean linen and dirty linen and can make a, a huge difference because the cleaners are waiting for it mm-hmm. and we we have to avoid that so yeah that will be that will be one part with the timing but also with the with the pricing with all the price of the gas these days plus the 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 prices for parking as well in in the cities uh, it makes a, a huge difference right Mm. So more KPIs, yeah, performance, cost, and um, rentability. Um, take in mind also that we integrate the PMSs and the um, reservation calendars. So we actually can give them um, a lot of predictive data. So, well, it's pretty basic, but in, in one month, there will be this event and the reservations are increasing at 30%. So you actually need to start increasing your team to have a thirty percent more cleaners mm. at the at this time, right? So, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of making things more accountable, so they can really optimize and and they has they can be a strategy. There should be a strategy like in any other business. It's just, it just has yeah. never been very very clear on these yeah. ones. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, given the shortage of cleaners, how do you know that a cleaning company is not using trafficked people? Is there a way to discover this? Well, it's not easy for us when we onboard a cleaning company. We ask them for a lot of documents. But to be honest, we don't know if that person is, in fact, the person that is doing the cleaning or is someone else, right? And mm. um, we we are technology, and sometimes it's tricky for us to explain that we are not a cleaning company. We are just this technology bridge. Mm. But I believe that what makes us a big difference between us and well, other players in the market is that we actually select manually. There is the, There are a few people in charge of um, the procurement, right? So we make a, a kind of personal selection of the kind of companies we onboard. And I guess you can feel in, you can feel that if they are, how honest they are, they are, how fast they are sending all the documents we are sending. But yeah, it's still pretty complex. Mm. And how small a company do you accept? So, for example, like, you know, if a cleaning company has five cleaners uh, and let's say they take a little bit of time getting documents to you, would that raise a, fl- a red flag for you? Yes. Mm. And, and just out of interest, what sort of documents do you ask for? Uh, well, it depends on the country, right? In, mm-hmm. in Spain, Portugal, we are talking about social security. We are talking about insurance. Uh, if they have any debt with the government or with any of the human resources, if they've yeah. been in the, in charge of anything, yeah, know, that really depends on the country. Yeah, yeah, and and doing is all working remotely, correct? Yes, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so in the environmental factor, uh, that uh, uh, environmentally, you're pretty clean as well. Oh yes, definitely. Oh yes, I like that. I get out of I get out of my bed and I'm already in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of us are we do have an office in, in Madrid in Lisbon where yeah, a few of the people is meeting like once per week. But mm. most of us are, are working remotely, not because of the pandemic, we were all, already doing this. But yeah, I mean sometimes it's also nice to meet with people. We like mm. that as well. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. But so it's very interesting. So really, in terms of human sustainability, cleaning is a pretty big aspect of this industry where human sustainability could be a very big factor. So um, I'm glad that you pointed it out to me when we had a chat recently. Mm, yes. Really, that was something that I had not taken into account. With the Green Path podcast, I just assumed it's all about the environment and uh, vacation rental properties and things like that. But cleaners are a very important part of our business. So this is definitely an aspect we need to look into. Yeah, and the governance as well, right? When we started uh, with doing, and we were meeting with the cleaning companies and they were telling us, but you no, not with the cleaning companies, more with the property managers. Sometimes they were like, but, but we don't want invoices. And like, well, <laughs> we need to have invoices, right? And mm-hmm. and that's also very related to sustainability. It's not fair if people that is not doing things right. It's just not fair for us, for yeah. the other people that is doing things right. So yeah, it's all related. Obviously, tra- human traffic is is, is awful, yeah. but there are other things that are really really bad for for yeah, the whole society. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's do it well. And what we are trying, maybe we are very naive, but we believe if we make things very, very easy for people to do the right things, we have more, more possibilities of getting a, a better world at the end of the day. Is that right? Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, look, I think it's really, really great. Now, in, yeah. speaking of uh, human trafficking, I, I know it does happen in this industry and it's it's a very, it's a, what does it call a silent crime or an invisible mm-hmm. crime. And uh, in my Explained episode, the special episode, um, the Florida um, rental uh, vacation rental managers, they have actually, there's an online course that they are all supposed to do. So I will put a link for that um, in the description below. And I think everyone really needs to see it, whether you're a property manager or someone in the industry, because it is invisible, there are things to be aware of. So if we can all be a bit more aware of it, it might help, you know, clean up the industry. Or even a guest, right? We, we yeah. can feel it as a guest as well. Of mm. course, yes. Yeah, but this, have... yeah, but look, so, especially so. with contactless entry, you don't know who's well, coming into your property. So, you know, mm. But I'll put a link for that episode too because it's it's pretty frightening. But um, yeah, look, those the, the cleaners, you know, they definitely have to become part of the team. They have to be paid correctly, and especially now with the cleaner shortage worldwide, let's attract cleaners and let's make life good for them. Exactly, make, make them part of the team. Yeah, let's let's give them the love they need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, that comes to the end of the interview. Is there anything else that you might want to add that we haven't touched on? I was thinking something we we launched quite recently. Yeah, that is all related uh, with the diverse uh, cleaners, with cleaners coming from other countries, especially because now I'm in the South Asia. Um, there are a lot of languages around here, yeah. so we created a, a translation tool uh, because in the app they can communicate. The table is broken or whatever. Uh, so it's like in Twitter that you have this translate, so they can actually read in in their own language, and Excellent. they can write in their own language, and then the property managers can do the translation and read it in in their own language as well. So yeah, we we are helping on this, and I'm very proud of the social impact we are having by demolishing all these uh, languages uh, barriers. So yeah, very nice. Oh, I think that's in great. Language. Congratulations to doing for doing all of that. That's lovely. Really good. Thank you. Well, Noelia, thank you very, very much for your time. I'll put all the links below in the uh, description. And if you have any, if you have any uh, questions for Noelia or for doing, pop them in the comments below. Thank you very much for your time, Noelia. It's been very interesting to hear about it. Thank, thank you. you okay, nice bye. You too. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.